you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> the redesigned Kia Sportage. For more info, visit kia.com.au. Kia, movement that inspires. The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Thanks for your company over the next hour. Get the global game at 8 o'clock. And we're here for another hour. So love your company on this Thursday night. one three hundred seven three six seven three six or the temper text. Temper, a mattress like no other. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I will say this, that uh, there's been a lot of uh, response to, just before the top of the hour, we talked about Justin Langer. And Shane says, that is right, Tim, about Langer, but it was only after he was told to pull his head in that we started getting the results. Fair enough, question mark. Shane, you make a very good point. But Shane, Justin Langer wasn't the only person being questioned about their behaviours, stresses, there were players who were sooking, who weren't going to Justin Langer, and as we saw in a very small sample size on the test um, documentary, where he had words with Usman Kawaja, and all of a sudden they think that Usman Kawaja and Justin Langer don't get on, because we saw some reality we saw some two men having a disagreement, but that's the best part about the doco is we actually saw the truth. But what we don't see is the players who whinged and moaned and didn't go to Justin Langer face to face. And I can tell you there were journalists who absolutely had good ins, good journalism about some of the things that were being said in the cricket camp. But as Matthew Hayden rightfully said, and Shane Warne rightfully said, go to the coach. Go to the coach. Speak to the coach directly. Shane Warne did with John Buchanan. They didn't get on. A lot of other people love John Buchanan. Warney and John Buchanan butted heads. But what they did was they butted heads and they sorted it out and they agreed to disagree. So they have this big think tank where Langer, who opened himself up for criticism or assessment from Finch and from Payne and others, And let me tell you, he took it. And yes, he had to change his ways. And yes, he's a little bit of a stress head. And yes, he's an emotional time bomb. But I'd rather have that than a player moaning and whinging and groaning behind the coach's back like some brat in a classroom 
who then went to a player manager, player managers, who then provide the ammunition to the journos, because the journos have ins, like any good journal, and there's some really good journalism being done about the so-called stories that have come out of the cricket team. But they've come out from cricketers, well, they weren't winning, they're worried about their own form. And Justin Langer is the only one in that entire group that copped it in the neck. He's stuck by David Warner. He kept on putting in Steve Smith. He played Mitch Marsh. And you can all now rejoice on Mitch Marsh's antics at the World T20 and how good Mitch Marsh was. But for the best part, you, the listener, in particular on the East Coast, not us versus them, but it's the East Coast, who scoffed and whinged and moaned about Mitch Marsh's inclusion. And you have. And you might say it wasn't me, but you did. You did. And it's the same people who were calling for Dave Warner not to be included. And I questioned Dave Warner. But you know what? Langer and the the shift of power or the shift of role definition changed at the T20. I'll declare my hand. I spoke to Justin Langer two days before, before leaving Australia and Western Australia to go across for the World T20. His words to me were, quote, unquote, and I can say it now, I've never been better prepared and this playing group has never been tighter. Now, that might be all about, you know, bearing their soul and having, you know, sitting around a campfire and singing Kumbaya. Bottom line is they got the results and that really irks the critics of Justin Langer. Winning the World T20, let me tell you, he had to win. He had to win. He had to win because not winning would have just given those to come up again and fire more broadsides. And that's why he wants to win the Ashes like you, me and any other Aussie and they want to win it, whether they win it 1-0, whatever it may be. And again, he may go silently. But I tell you what it does do, it shows the cut of his cloth that he can be absolutely carpeted. His family, he's been questioned, his integrity, his ability to bring a get together a group. He said, we've never been better placed. They were seventh in the world. They lost 4-1 to the Windies. They lost 4-1 to Bangladesh. And the haters were queuing up for failure. And the worst thing that could happen for the haters is that Justin Langer in Australia won the World T20. That's the worst thing that can happen. And the worst thing that can happen, and see, now we're getting texts in. And look, a lot of people say, don't paint us all with the same brush, Gossie. I love Mitch Marsh. Ever since he was, you know, fake DJing on the test doco, his character. I can tell you now, I used that once. I said, Mitch Marsh is often in the team, not always getting a game, but he's in the squad of 15 or 16 on tour because of what he brings to the squad. He is, he's almost embodies the mood of the group. He went off social media a couple of years ago. Bell jam around a campfire. Nice work. 
Lindsay from Somerville, he's online. He's given us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. There was no intention to start Sporting Capital with a defence of Justin Langer. But I'm going to say, he's not going to come out and speak to the media. He doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us anything. He can just sit on the fact that he won the World T20 going in seventh ranked and out of form, but he changed his ways. And if he changed his ways, then Finch changed his ways, Warner changed his ways, Marsh changed his He wasn't the only one who had to change his ways. Hello, Lindsay. Thanks for calling. Oh, Gus, look, great words, mate. And um, just in general terms, mate, I've been in business over 40 years and never have I ever seen a society like we have now. And bitching, moaning, complaining. I mean, I get this all the time through my business and for no good reason. I mean, I don't hammer people. I treat them well. And I just say that all of that, and I've done this in the past, man. I'm no saint. But I'll tell you what, I've had a little bit of an epiphany that you'd start bagging out cricketers and footballers. Do you really think Mitch Marsh wants to snick the ball to first slip and go out for a duck? (laughs) Can you just stand there and have a look in the mirror and say, could you do better? Mm. Who are you to criticise an elite sportsman when you, meaning people like me, wouldn't even see which way that ball went? Who are we criticising elite sportsmen who, if they succeed, they'll get millions of dollars, have a fantastic life? So what? They're deliberately snicking it, are they? They're not trying? Cricket's a hell of a game, mate. One little mistake, you're gone. At least in football, you can lay a tackle or do something. But the whole society, just a bunch of winges these days, Goss. And Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay, and people I appreciate like, Yep. Yeah. People like, you know, Langer, he's an exemplary human being. Now, I don't accept for one moment you couldn't walk up to that bloke and have it out with him. There's no way. I won't accept it. Yep. Everything I know about Justin Langer, you could go up there and have it out with him. And, and, so, and, yeah, I totally agree, Lindsay. And that's why, that's why he's in position A going into the ashes. And I say, and say, and it's not about re-signing him now. I disagree with, the, with those people who think he should be re-signed now because I'm not convinced he'll go on because there's nothing more to prove. He had resurrected Australians' cricket stocks based on what took place in South Africa. He and Tim Payne, again, and I'm getting people say, oh, how many times are you going to mention Western Australia? Justin Lang, I don't give a rat's toss bag whether Justin Lang has come from WA, Queensland, South Australia, or Upper Cumbuck to West, or Timbuktu. Couldn't give a rat's toss bag where he comes from, or Mitch Marsh. They've been highly critical, highly criticised. Dare I sit here now and tell you Aaron Finch shouldn't be the one-day captain of Australia because he can't hit the ball off the square or he's not fit. Dare I say that to upset us versus them, East Coast versus West Coast, which is all absolute rubbish. Australian team is one. And the one thing that we want to do is Aaron Finch may not be the best option to open the innings, but I'll tell you what, he's the best captain. And Justin Langham might not be the best people person, but he's the best coach. Who else is out there? Who else is out there? He hasn't been in the job that long. And when he first came on the scene, he got it in order. He is passionate. He speaks openly about how passionate he is. And that might be perceived as stress and anxiety and um, expectation. So what? And I agree with Lindsay. You know what the the world has come to? 
The world has come to, we are so HR conscious about saying the wrong thing. Now, I've been carpeted for barking at staff members in a previous job or even around SEN, I'm having a bad day and all that. But you know what? Everyone fronts me and you sort it out. And it's, you can't be racist, you can't be sexist. Uh, absolutely you can't be. But if you're in a cricket team and a bloke's not living up to expectation or unhappy, you front him. But that's not what happened with the Australian cricket team. That's why all these stories got out. Because there were unhappy campers inside the playing stocks, inside the playing group, and that's how the word leaked into the media. And again, I say this. You're all texting, oh, no, we all love Mitch Marsh. No, you didn't. And Mitch Marsh nailed it in 2019. He knows people didn't like him. You don't like Sean Marsh. You didn't like Dave Warner for the best part. Do you really like Usman Kawaja? We fall over ourselves because of Will, Will Pukowski. Love him. I only wish he was playing. Want to see more of him. Sadly, due to injury, he can't. But dare us judge him. But we are allowed to queue up, line up, and smash the living suitcases out of Justin Langer, Mitch Marsh, and others. Love to get your feedback. one 736 736 or temper text away. 0433 Let's get a breakaway. This is the Sporting Capital on SEN. Tim Gossage in the chair for Sammy, and I'm here till the top of the hour. The global game, gee, there's lots to digest in the global game, isn't there? one 736 736 wow, and 0433 receiving a, a fair few texts from uh, people who are on the road over there in Melbourne town. Good on you. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, no name on a lot of these texts, but I'll read them anyway because that's what the temper text machine provides. Always put a name. Love to get a name. If you're a first-time listener or your name doesn't pop up on the SMS, I'd love to get a name and where you're listening from. It always adds to the tone of your text. Temper a mattress like no other. I'm 50, Goss, and I will never knock JL, ever. He was part of the greatest cricket side ever, and I'll, and I'll say it again, ever. And I will tell my grandkids about how good we were. And JL was there. End of story. So there is an unabashed Justin Langer fan. You're getting paranoid sausage. I love all these people that go with sausage. That's a Gary Lyonism. Can we just leave that? You've got to earn your stripes. Are you going to call me sausage? It's actually Snagger was the original um, line from uh, a couple of footy heads. Not all of us East Coasters hate you. <laughs> And your homeboys. Uh, hi, Tim, says Joe. When is Sam Hargraves coming back? Don't know. Don't know, but not soon enough. <laughs> Goss, I couldn't agree more. I'm a Vic and I love Langer. I would love a coach like that for me because that's how I would coach. Passion in capital letters with an exclamation mark. If he didn't have it, the naysayers would be like, yeah, he's a robot. There you go. There you go. That's what I reckon. And Tim, it's pretty obvious JL is on his way out after the Ashes, reading Cricket Australia's narrative. But what a way to bow out. Let's hope he's not the last hard-nosed coach we have, which is sadly likely. We are known and despised for that hard edge. That's why we are successful and have that aura. And on the Tim from Richmond. Thank you, Tim, on the temper text. Gee, they've been busy today. I love it. Gee whiz. <laughs> You're going the early crow, Tim. 
I love Mitch Marsh, but he's not proved himself at test level. He's not even in the test squad. How he's not in it is beyond me. The bloke's in form. Play form, blokes. Bloody amazing, though, during the T20, says Tim from Richmond. But why do you place so much pressure on him again to be recalled to a format that he's constantly failed at? Give him a break, mate. He's amazing for our T20 team. Just call your Jets for test cricket. It's so different. We can love him and still not want him in the test team, don't you? Tim, yeah, I, I've given up on him. Um, I've given up on him being in the, in the test team because he's not in the squad, but he should be. He should be. He should be ahead of... I mean, there's all this talk about... Nick Maddinson and and Matthew Wade, again, is a good example of a T20 player in form. So he stayed in the test team. Now, can I just say, can I just say, and I like Matthew Wade, but I'd rather have Mitch Marshall do more damage than Matthew Wade in the test team. Matthew Wade's not in it for bowling. He's not in it for wicket-keeping. He's in it for batting. You're telling me that Matthew Wade is in our best six batsmen in Australia? Are you telling me that? Are you telling me Matthew Wade? And I'm not saying he should be dropped, but he's in the team. But if you were picking it absolutely a test team based on six available or five available batsmen and all-rounder, I'm telling you now Marsh would be in the team ahead of Matthew Wade. I don't want Matthew Wade out. I'm just saying if you're going to put him in, you've got to justify Why? Dave of Doreen says, hi, snagger. Good. Good use of the word snagger, Dave. Chin up, pal. No, I'm good. I'm good, Dave. I'm just sitting in the studio and I'm reading all the pushback. And I'm like, I like the pushback. Don't get me wrong. And I get in trouble for reading too many texts out. I get in trouble for allowing people to come on and have a crack. But that's what this show's about, isn't it? Isn't, isn't this what radio is? Isn't radio the opportunity for people to say what they want and have an opinion? That's the best part about SEN. We don't cut you off. We let you have your say. Unless you're really nasty and you cross the boundaries. You can't cross the boundaries. You can't get personal. Pat Cummins spoke, and he spoke, I think, on Vossi up there in Sydney town. And he sort of expects the same four bowlers on whether he expects all four bowlers to be the same all summer. Here's Paddy Cummins, the next captain of Australia. When someone's, I guess, rested, there's normally more to it than just purely workload. Um there's always niggles and uh, small little injuries that we're dealing with um, basically after every single test match. So, um, yeah, the, the great thing is we've got a huge stable of fast bowlers. So, um, yeah, it's, I don't think it will be a huge issue if, if someone's not able to get up for a test or, um, yeah, someone's just redlining a little bit, um, someone else can slot in. So, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if the same four bowlers were used for all five tests. That's pretty rare, especially in a five-test match summer. Um but, yeah, I certainly um, won't be putting my hand up to be rested unless I've got something going on. Yeah, well, you won't be getting rested, mate, nor will Hazelwood. Uh, uh, the debate is about whether Stark plays and Richardson. You have to go Stark in the first test, surely. Surely. And then he probably gets the Adelaide test because he's a wonderful pink ball bowler. Here's Mitchell Stark. Uh, Kev from Officer. What I rate highly as a coach is when a coach leaves the club or team in better shape than when we got there, and this applies to Justin Langer, he wins hands down. Correct. Correct. That's exactly right. And uh, 
It's a very good text on the temper text. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Did any of you watch the Tim Zhu fight last night? He, it went the distance, didn't it? Against his Japanese opponent. I'm not a boxing aficionado, but I sort of kept an eye on it. I didn't pay for it. I'm not going to pay to watch a boxing match. Um, Tim from Richmond. Never said Wade was in our best test team. Just saying that Mitch is, Mitch is in an awesome T20 form and maybe that's his lot in life. And let's be honest, he'll make a lot more cash in that format. Love your passion, Tim. Tim from Richmond. Yeah, I wasn't saying you did say Wade should be, but what I'm saying is Wade is in the test team. And if I was lining up Matthew Wade alongside Mitch Marsh... I'd be picking Mitch Marsh every day of the week. But Wade has the rights of the position because he's filled that role. But he's not in the team for being a powerhouse batsman because he's not. Because he's not. And he's not a wicketkeeper and he's not a bowler. And he wears gloves. And if he doesn't have gloves on, he's a fielder. And he's not the world's best fielder. Mitch Marsh is. Am I staking a claim for Mitch Marsh to be in the test team? He's not even in a squad. Am I wasting my breath? Here's Tim Zhu about... Taking on his next opponent, and tell you what, the little zoo man, he was up and about. Take a listen. Man, honestly, I think that was the best thing that could have happened, uh, getting good 12 rounds in uh, before I hit the, the big time. And um, I'll be back in the gym, man. I've got to be well more prepared than that because I need to take these guys out and I need to keep taking them all out one by one. So the grind, the grind continues. Do you have a message for the WBO and Brian Castagna? You boys, finish your, your little honeymoons and start get back in the gym and start training. I'm coming for all of you, every single one of you. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure, Timmy. I, I mean, he couldn't put that bloke away last night. Could not put that bloke away last night anyway, uh, but went the distance, and you know, as they always say, oh, it was good for me. You know, it's good for me to have a, go to the full, the full box and dice and get, a real, get really pushed and... They've always got, they've always got a, an excuse. Hey, you're going to get a breakaway. Just repeating the news that Aaron Finch is going to quit as skip, has quit as skipper of the Melbourne Renegades. We're going to chat with the Renegades after the break. Of course, uh, the Gades preparing for the Big Bash season, not too far away. I think the first week of December they kick things off. And James Rosengarten is the Renegades GM. He's going to join us just to clarify a few things in regards to the captaincy and the handover as well and a couple of their signings. Stay with us. You're listening to... The sporting capital here on SEN. Rossi's in the chair for Sammy. James Rodengarten is the Renegades GM ahead of the Big Bash, and he joins us right now. James, appreciate your time. There's been a n- news today that Aaron Finch is stepping down from the captaincy. Did it come as a bit of a surprise? Yeah, good day. Nice to chat, Tim. Uh, no, no surprise. Look, this has been something uh, you know, that we've been working with um, yeah, with Finch for for a while. Um, obviously, it's been a huge year for him with uh, international duties and. The arrival of his uh, of his uh, first child, so um, yeah, we, we knew it was going to be a big big program for him. So uh, yeah, he was um, yeah he thought it was a good time to uh, bring a new uh, new sort of fresh face into the leadership team. So um, yeah, we're really excited as well. Did he mention that uh, prior to the World Cup, or did he ring you pretty much straight away, or was just the timing of the announcement really waiting for the the World Cup to finish? 
Yeah, I think it was the latter. Yeah, just waiting for the World Cup to finish and to uh, to get that one uh, all, all done. And obviously, an amazing result. And he led just absolutely beautifully through there. So yeah, we, we continue to boast. Uh, you know, who's probably the best uh, T20 captain in uh, in the world at the moment? But uh, he'll he'll help out in the leadership role. But just uh, um, formally, uh, Madison will take over. And um, yeah, look, we've we've, we've been working through with um, with Finch for a while on this. But yeah, the timing was right now. James Rosengarten, the Renegades GM, ahead of the Big Bash season. So the handover is to Nick Maddinson. Now, he's got Australia A duty. So um, does Finch captain in the interim? I mean, how does that all play out? Yeah, it's a good question. Oh, look, firstly, we're really excited for Nick that he's been picked in that Australia A squad. He's, uh, he's a world-class player. So to see him uh, on that stage will be fantastic and really supportive of that. Um, oh, look, the, the, uh, the captain for those, what will likely be the first two games, um, of the summer, we haven't decided yet. Uh, I think, um, yeah, we'll work through with, with Nick and uh, quite a few other really good leaders in the team and um, yeah, we'll make a call on that in the next sort of week or so. Now, there are restrictions on Indian players coming into the, uh, they, you know, they've got to concentrate on the IPL and, and the like. So you're really trying to um, pick some talent from that, uh, that, that area, the subcontinent, to come and play. And you've got one. You've got the first Indian male player in the BBL. Um, just tell us a bit about his, the recruiting of him and, and, and the process to get you know, that type of player into the system. Yeah, thanks. We're really excited uh, for Unmuk Chan to come over and play for us this year. Um, I've been chatting to uh, to Unmuk for uh, for a couple of months now, and as you say, there's uh, you know there's restrictions on the Indian players through the IPL. Uh, Unmuk, who was the uh, the under-19 Indian captain um, uh, a few years back. You know, he made that 100 in the in the final, which a few will uh, remember there. And um, you know, is, is, a, is a top-class player. Um, he finished up in the Indian system and was uh, actually been playing over in the um, uh, in the US at the moment. There's a there's a growing league over there, so he was uh, he became available, and um, and we're really keen to uh, get him across um, uh, and to see what he can do in that BBL format. He's had you know, he's had success at IPL level before, and obviously at under 19 level. So it gives us a real, um, yeah, a real lift in that uh, in that top and middle order um, in in the men's team. And obviously, seeing our two uh, Indian uh, women's players do so well uh, last night through this tournament, it's nice to continue that that alliance. Yeah, no doubt. Tell us a bit about Reese Topley, the the quick out of England. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to get Reese over. He was obviously in that T20 World Cup squad and and uh, and came into the uh, and came into the, the the squad proper when uh, Tom Mills hurt his uh, his quad there. So tall left arm bowler that we think will be really uh, uh, you know be really dangerous on Australian pitches and and he's got a great record both at the start and the end of the inning. So it was a spot for us to fill and. We're quite excited about what our attack will look like now. We've got uh, James Pattinson back in for the full season. Um, Kane Richardson off his uh, off the World Cup um, uh, World Cup squad as well, and and Reece, uh, it's starting to look like a you know a pretty impressive bowling lineup. I think. Yeah, fantastic. Now you've been in this position for about six months, I think. Uh, um, it's an interesting time to take any role, I think, in cricket or in sport with what we're all encountering at the moment. But uh, has it been a challenge, or have you enjoyed it? Uh, I'd say both. It's been uh, it's been a huge challenge, and I'm absolutely loving it. You're right. It's been about six months now, and it's um, uh, it's been fantastic. I think uh, every day presents a new challenge, but I, I'm I'm excited about what the season will hold. I think it's going to be a, a really normal looking season where we can welcome our fans back into the into the stadiums. That's the thing I'm most excited about, and 
um, you know, get the kids back out there enjoying live sport and um, and filling up the stadium seats. So, um, yeah, some great news today, obviously, in Victoria about our stadium capacities. And, um, yeah, we're really uh, yeah, we're really excited about um, yeah, just getting back out on, on Marvel Stadium and playing in front of our, our crowd. Yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting one. I think people are champing at the bit to, to get out and, and get that live sport. We know that it was a, um, a difficult time through the AFL season and a whole range of other sports as well, basketball, NBL, and we're just starting to see the, the goalposts move, so to speak, for, for fans. And as you talked about the, the crowds uh, and that announcement earlier today, um, do you think you'll get it back? Do you think you'll get and, – and, and what what is going to get the fans back? Because even prior to COVID, there seemed to be a little bit of an energy sap of of people and their, their, their love of the game. I think they loved the game, but going to every game was harder. There were more games, probably not ideal in some of the fixturing and the likes. Have you, in your role with the Gades and, and those who are running the Big Bash and Cricket Australia, do you think you found the founder – the correct remedy to, to rebound after what was a, has been a couple of probably flat years? Yeah, I think so. Look, I think Cricket Australia do an incredible job in this space and having worked really closely with them over the last um, six months and seeing what they're putting into making this season and the whole summer of cricket, to be honest, but this season of, of the Big Bash, such a success. I'm really confident of that. I think the crowd numbers have, have been there, as you say. They've just been... Um, spread out over over a few more games, but having a look at the uh, having a look at how the TV ratings um, have mm. been, having a look at um, having a look at how those uh, those historical crowds have been, I'm really confident it will take place. Our tickets went on sale last week, and the, the, the sales have been really strong, which is great, and and our membership as well, which um, Tim is a really good indicator of what it's going to look like for people that will be attending multiple games, has been has been very very strong. Um, sales um, for a couple of months now. So um, I think we're really confident. I think there's, as you say, a lot of AFL um, supporters that haven't been able to go and see some sports. So I think we sort of fill that need. And um, and, and and what we uh, can absolutely guarantee is we'll have a whole lot of you know, really fun stuff and some good live action um, you know, on and off the uh, off the cricket wicket for everyone to come and look at. So uh, I was down at Marvel Stadium today. You know, they are just um, so excited about getting crowds back in there and um, yeah, I think we'll see some some great crowds and some great action this year. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. And it, and it is all about the product. I mean, you, you, the, the appeal factor is to the to the younger generation and mums and dads to to come along, and it's all over pretty quickly. But you've you've got to maintain their interest because kids get very tired and very bored very quickly, especially if the games are, are lopsided. So you've just got to find that balance. David Saker and his uh, stint as coach, of course, Michael Klinger's departed, and also must commend the BBL girls, the WBBL girls, the Gades, doing fantastic job under Simon Helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, that's been fantastic. I've, I've just got back from uh, from the, the first sort of six or seven weeks with the uh, uh, with the girls travelling around Hobart and, and WA, and they're obviously up in Mackay now. Um, yeah, back on top after the last ball win last night was was really exciting. They're, they're an incredible group, to be perfectly honest. They, um, you know, they had a pretty significant step back with a with an injury to a key team member um, in the second game, and, and went on and won six of the next seven after that, and. Um, and then, as I said, had a great win last night to sit on top. So, you know, really proud of what they've been able to uh, achieve so far. And um, we've got two more games. We've got the Hurricanes tomorrow. And, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into finals uh, after that. Um, yeah, we're pretty excited to, to be there. And 
um, yeah, with a new look squad and um, and under as you said, Simon Helmet's done. A, he's a great um, connector of people and leader of people, and um, it's been great to watch him him do what he what he does. Once he finishes that campaign, he'll come and be an assistant coach under under David Saker and and with Mick Lewis as well. So it, yeah, we're really confident that's um, you know one of those top coaching lineups and and uh, will get us in the best position for for BBL as well. James Rosengarten from the Renegades GM is our guest on the Sporting Capital on SEN. Uh, the Renegades Recruit TV show, it hasn't come across my desk, but uh, I'm aware of it. And how did it go and, and what's the reaction been like? It was actually, uh, it's a probably surprised us about how uh, significant the reaction was. We had, um, yeah, look, we, it, it's uh, for those that haven't seen it, it's a, basically a reality show where uh, club cricketers get a chance to show their wares and um and win a spot in the uh in the renegades academy squad um uh, that was held earlier in the year and um uh, we had uh we had a winner uh, um uh, tom from down um down in geelong way and uh it was look it was it was a fantastic concept the, the, the players loved it and, and we'll, we'll expand on it next year with a with a women's and, and probably junior competition as well um look ran through ko ran through our facebook site the numbers the the viewership numbers were, were extraordinary in the uh, you know, up in the, the tens and hundreds of thousands in some cases, and, and, and we had thousands and thousands of votes on, on who would win. So uh, we're really excited about uh, about that and growing the concept um, down the track. Fantastic. Uh, it is called a Renegades Recruit. Um, and just just quickly, James, from, from your vantage point and, and your conversations you're having with your coaching staff, is there one player, there's always one, there's always one backyard bloke or a bloke we don't see play at the top end of shield cricket or 50-over cricket who steps into uh, the world space of BBL and all of a sudden they're going to be the next big thing in the IPL. They make big runs. They become a bit of a cult hero. Give me one that's not a prominent name. And, and you might be thinking, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Give me one that you think we might just warm to them during the Big Bash season, coming out of the Gage camp. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're really, uh, we're actually quite uh, fortunate. We've got such a good, strong young list of Victorian uh, Victorian players. So we're, there's a, there's a few uh, there's a few going around there. Look, probably the, the ones that I sort of go to, um, you know, Mackenzie Harvey, who um, who uh, all our fans would have seen last year, sort of starting to really lift um, really lift up there, and uh, had a couple of great innings. And uh, and Jack Fraser McGurk, they're probably the mm. two young middle order batsmen that we think can take that next step this year. Really exciting. Uh, Attacking batsmen, great fielders. Um, yeah, they'd be the two that I'd be keeping an eye on this year. Yep, no doubt. We're looking forward to that. James, it sounds like everything's positive about the group. So your first game, uh, when's that and who's it against and, and where is it? Yep, absolutely. So we've got the, uh, we're at Marvel Stadium on the 7th of December against mm-hmm. the Strikers. Uh, that's our first game. The BBL starts on the 5th a couple of days before, but we start on the 7th against the Strikers. So, um, yeah, jump on to uh, the, the Renegades website and grab a ticket. It's a, it's a huge fixture for us to get the season underway. Uh, there'll, be some, um, there'll be some really fun things. You talked about those families and kids before. We've got... Uh, Got some pretty uh, pretty cool uh, activations with um, with a big uh, movie release. It's going to uh, it's going to be um, happening around that time. So there'll be some good stuff to see that we'll talk more about in the next couple of next uh, couple of days. But um, yeah, that'll be the big game for everyone to jump down and um, and get along and uh, put the red gear on and cheer nice and loud for the Renegades. 
You sound up and about, which is fantastic. I think we're all excited. I think we all, uh, again, uh, can't wait to get to games or watch it on the telly or, of course, listen on SEN. It's James Rosengarten from the Renegades. All the very best. Big news today. Nick Maddinson to take the reins as captain when available from Aaron Finch. Exciting times. Nice to change it over and uh, freshen up the group as well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to chat. Thank you. James Rosengarten from the Renegades. This is the Sporting Capital. Gossage in the chair, the global game coming up after eight o'clock, wherever you're listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. You're listening to the Sporting Capital, one 736 736 or the temper text machine is up and going and been busy today, one 9811 Tom Brown is reporting. Carlton won't get an extra pick next week in the draft as compensation for Liam Jones's retirement. There are other players yet to be vaccinated and the AFL wants to treat any similar situations the same. David Warner and James McDonald. Of course, James McDonald donkey licked him, didn't he, down in Melbourne for the Spring Carnival, won everything. David Warner was the star in the T20 World Cup. They're on Bensley talking about the T20 World Cup celebrations this morning. Have a listen to David Warner and James McDonald. Genuinely, what you see on social media or what you saw across um, the news channels with the boys dancing in the change rooms, that's exactly what it was like. We just felt like we were just, you know, dancing the whole time we were there. We just had so much fun. Like, I think that's my, and that's only, I say this as a 2020 um, vibe because around the world there's so much franchise cricket being played. You don't have time to go and train all the time. You've got such a tw- got quick turnaround in the tournament play that, you know, you, you do all your hard work before you get there. During tournament play, it's, it's about clearing your mind and, and moving on to the next game. So it's a fickle game. You know, you can't, it's very hard to be just winning every single game um, in G20 cricket because you've only got one game up against one team. It's pretty much like a knockout um, tournament. So, you know, you've got to be relaxed. You've got to be in a fun environment. And, and that's exactly what we created right there. You mentioned about dancing. Has your dance moves shrunk up a little bit or what's the story there? Because I remember watching those TikToks. So I don't know about them, mate. Well, it's funny you say that. It, my wife actually made me look good. And yeah, bad. She did. <laughs> <laughs> she showed everyone that I can't dance. Dave Warner talking this morning, uh, of course, along with James McDonald on Bensley about the T20 World Cup celebrations. Of course, there's been a lot of talk in the news about Will Pukowski's situation. We seems to be seem to be get um, running uh, sort of a, a running update in regards to his health and well-being. Here's Chris Rogers on the latest on Will Pukowski. Yeah, well, Will's just still feeling it a little bit, still a, a few symptoms. So uh, we, we felt it's probably better not to, to rush him into this last game. Um, give him some time now. There's a, there's a bit of a break after this game and, and we can look into how we perhaps support him through and, and almost get him ready for, for uh, the, the block after the, the BBL. Just, I, I think he didn't really even do a pre-season with, with Victoria, just with coming back from the shoulder. So... Maybe this is the, the right way to go about it. So, so Chris, what you're saying with, with Will is that, I mean, he's probably not going to play mm. test cricket this summer. Is that fair to, fair to say? Look, I, I can't say that. But equally, I can't see how he can now get the opportunity to show that he, he's ready to go to, to play in, the, in the, the, the test matches. If he was to, you know, to be playing club cricket and to be picked out of club cricket, I'd probably be pretty surprised, as, as a, a lot of people would. And I think even... Um, uh, Will understands that as well, so um, I, I don't I don't have a crystal ball with that. But equally, I think it'd be um, it, it's probably going to be challenging for him to play Test cricket this this summer.
Chris Rogers on Will Pukowski, and it does look a little bit glum. David Southmarang's threatening me now, so he wants me to read out his text on the tempered text machine. So we'll do this for you, Grumpy. Tim, I agree that Langer was treated badly through the media. I love him and his passion for Australia. You could go to war with Langer and know he would always have your back. On to you, though. Here we go. Here we go. Your WA parochialism is embarrassing, particularly regarding the border and COVID. It's endemic. And we now live with it. What sort of country do we want to live with when its citizens are restricted from crossing borders at will? For God's sake, man, why don't you just succeed like you've always wanted to and we can cut you adrift and you can float off into the Indian Ocean, you clown, says David. 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 I'm not sure, David, whether you just tuned in and you might have a little bit of an issue with listening to the whole sentence. But I said, I believe people should be able to come back into WA now with the way it is until the vaccination gets it's up to sort of 80 or 90%, whatever the restrictions are, if they are West Australian and they have a link to WA. I'm actually saying release and relax the borders. That's what I said, David. I didn't say block the borders, David. David, are you there, David? I don't think you listen, David. My words, David, just so you know, David from South Morang. Just so you know, David from South Morang. My words were, I do believe Mark McGowan needs to allow as a transition, not just have hoot nannies like yourself coming into WA and spoiling our fun, because we do have to keep a restriction on the riffraff that do cross the line, cross the border. So you're calling me a clown and you're getting on, you know, you're having a crack and you want us to float off and succeed. succeed. You're not, you didn't listen. You clearly didn't listen. And as you were typing your text, and thank you for texting and thank you for listening, but you're actually wrong. You're actually wrong what you messaged. Because my words were, I firmly believe that Mark McGowan should allow people that have a link to WA to come in, so relax the borders enough, not open slather yet, because we're not in that situation. You're knocking off a 1,000 cases every day. We don't have one a day. We don't have one. WA will open up. When our medical system and when our health system and our vaccination rate, and we're a damn big state. We're not just some little shoebox where everyone's crammed into like you are. We've got the whole state. We've got the whole outback. We've got our Indigenous communities. That's where our percentage struggle is, not so much in the metropolitan area. There's a major issue. Just go and have a look at the Northern Territory and Catherine and see what's going there. That's why you've got to be slightly careful. What I am saying is if he's allowing the cricketers to come in for the test match, then you must, I understand that we should allow expat West Australia not to come on a holiday and go up to Hootenanny Broom and go down to the Margaret River and go on a wine tour. and stuff. Not, not, we're just not ready for it. I'm sorry, but we're not. And we've lived the normal life for 18 months. I, I feel the frustration of expats trying to get back into WA. If you have a direct family member, absolutely. So, David, I never said lock up the borders. Never said lock up the borders. You said that because you did not listen. Thanks for your company today. Been a lot of fun. One three hundred seven three six seven three six and the temper text machine. 
Sean says, move the show on. No, well, she, that's what the temper text machine's about, Sean. People can have your opinion. But if you're going to write a long script and you're going to accuse someone of saying something they never said, Matthew Wade, on the other hand, was slightly different. Temper text machine. 0433 I'm going to take it home with me tonight. Read all your beautiful messages. And Michael, don't get, me de- go- don't get me going down the racist line, mate. Don't get me going down that line. You're not going to win that battle with me. You don't know me and you don't know my family. Thanks, team. We'll do it again soon. That's been the Sporting Capital. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.